Hey everybody, what is going on? Happy Monday. A lot to talk about. Uh, now, let me know if you, I had tweaked some settings this morning, so let me know if you can hear me, if my audio and video is okay. Because we were playing around with some settings, trying to get these stream problems resolved for you. And it's uh, been a bit difficult. A lot happening over the weekend. We had the FISA application released. Hey, William from London, how are you? We had the FISA application released and some pretty big threats from Donald Trump toward Iran. Got my Superman mug, my American flag shirt. I am ready to rock. All right, let's talk about this FISA application. Wow. Craig is from Australia. We've got the UK. We've got Paul in Toronto. Paul going to be talking about that shooting, the Danforth shooting in Toronto, probably tomorrow. I want to get some more information on that first. Very preliminary right now. And uh, trying to reach out to some uh, contacts I have up in the RCMP and in Toronto PD. See if I could find out a little bit more about that. So if you guys are wondering why we're not doing that today, I want to analyze that when we have some more info on it. That all being said, let's... Um, nice chair, Grim Reaper says. Thanks, man. That was... Uh, I've, I've had this for like 10 years. I had it made for my old office. I've got another one. Uh, at home, and it, uh, Wasco's in the house. Wow. Damn, you guys are all. Lazaro Quintana Jr., greetings from Miami, Florida, my old hometown. I'm up a little bit north of you now, but, uh, down in Miami all the time. So, Moe's about to have a bad day. John Duncan says, all right, let's get into it. So, the FISA application was released. The left is spinning this. They're saying, oh, it proves that they did notify that they did notify Mueller, uh, the FISA court, that the, um, that the uh, uh, Steele dossier was paid opposition research, except they didn't. Let me give you my analysis as a guy who's submitted warrant applications as to the biggest problem with this. Well, a few of my biggest problems. Number one, it tells us that the entire case was predicated upon the Steele dossier, paid opposition research. Now, they didn't. They didn't tell the court the most important detail about the Steele dossier, that it was unverified. In fact, I've been digging through this FISA application since about 5 a.m. this morning. And what jumps out at me the most is that the, the signatures on the applicant, James Comey and Sally Yates and all the other players you know of, repeatedly throughout the 412 pages certify that the information contained therein is accurate. It was not. The Steele dossier was based upon unvetted and unverified Russian sources. Unverified Russian sources. Roy Lopez says, if I commented on the attack in Canada, uh, I'm going to talk about the Danforth shooting tomorrow, Roy. And I'll remind the audience of that throughout. We just don't have enough information on it right now. The suspect is dead. We know one dead, 13 shot. I've reached out to some people in the RCMP and in Toronto PD and waiting uh, uh, to hear back, see if we can get any additional info. There, there's, not much to, uh, there's not much to analyze right now. And, and Nancy, not a mess. Uh, last I saw, last I saw, let me see this. Uh, last I saw, the casualty count was not that high. So let's see what's going on. And again, I don't like, I'm not one of these people that analyzes mass shootings. I'm not one of these people that, in, that uh, 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 analyzes mass shootings. No, Nancy, with respect, you're wrong. And, and luckily, it's the other way. It's, it's, one, it's one dead and 13 or 14 injured, not 12 dead. That's the latest. That could change. That's why I don't want to talk about the shooting this morning. As a guy who responded to these shootings, I know that they shake out very differently in the end. I don't want to knee-jerk. I want to give you good analysis. Back to the FISA application. So the FISA application, what we have here is the unverified dossier. The unverified dossier was used as the basis for about 95% of the evidence contained therein. But let's look at a bigger problem. If Carter Page, the subject of the FISA application, if Carter Page had done 1% one percent of what he was alleged to have done, the guy would be rotting in a supermax prison right now. Instead, he hasn't even been charged with jaywalking because he did nothing wrong. And remember, you can always super chat with us. You got the S on the bottom there, the little dollar sign. 
Looks like my Superman mug. You donate a couple of bucks. You get the big banner. The whole world will see. The whole world. Uh, gotta say very good things about you. But the, uh, so if Carter Page had done 1% of what he's alleged to have done, he'd be rotting in Supermax. But like I said, the guy hasn't been charged with jaywalking. He's been railroaded. If I were Carter Page, I'd sue the DOJ. All Carter Page ever did was, as an energy executive who dealt with Russia and Asia, he spoke at a conference in Russia on energy and Russia and Asia. I mean, it, it, it's simple as that. The Steele dossier made these tremendous leaps, these suppositions, these allegations. San Antonio, Texas, I love it. Great city, San Antonio. Thanks for being here. And, and Sally Yates and James Comey and Rod Rosenstein and a host of other players signed off on this warrant. And that should send a chill down the spine of every American because paid political opposition research was used to get a FISA application and to, to imply that a member, and by the way, Carter Page was not, an, was not an integral member of the Trump campaign team. He was an ancillary advisor and ancillary advisor to the Trump campaign on geopolitical issues, energy things of that nature. He's not a guy that was in the war room in Trump campaign headquarters every day directing anything. He's not somebody that had a lot of interaction with the candidate, now President Trump, at all. So to even look at this guy, it was a stretch. It was a leap. They were looking for any connection. And they found one guy who spoke at an energy conference in Russia and said, oops, there's our guy. And then they took this unverified, salacious, as James Comey put it, dossier, gave it to John McCain, gave it to the FBI. McCain gave it to the FBI. They were all so giddy that they were going to be able to take down Trump with this that they tried. And then the FBI and DOJ, Comey and Sally Yates and others, ran over to the FISA court and said, oh yeah, here's our signatures. We verified everything in here, but they didn't. They didn't. So the problems are along. Even one of my favorite legal analysts, Andy McCarthy over at National Review, a guy who said, I trust the FISA court. DOJ would never lie. Andy McCarthy yesterday tweeted, I said this couldn't happen. He admitted he was wrong. He is enraged at what DOJ did here because make no mistake, make no mistake, DOJ lied. The FBI lied. When James Comey and Sally Yates signed that FISA application, when they certified that that information therein was vetted, was verified, they committed perjury. Now, they'll probably never face justice for it. You and I would. You and I would be in jail for it. But don't, don't, make no mistake, again, to see it as nothing else. They committed perjury, as did Rosenstein. This is, uh, Tia Blama says, so the FISA was based on false information and the signatories knew it? It sure seems that way. It seems like they lied. They never verified the dossier. See, remember, they didn't have to know the information was false. But they, 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 they committed perjury when they signed off claiming the information was verified and vetted, even if the information in the dossier was all true, they still committed perjury. They didn't know it was true. They didn't know it was false because the FBI never sent anybody to Russia to verify the claims in the dossier, claims asserted by other Russians. There's your collusion with Russia. And another King Blue from England... I love my UK audience. You guys are awesome. You guys are absolutely awesome. So, and we're going to get native, uh, uh, Bat Fink Reynolds says the Middle East is insane. We're going to get to Iran in just a moment. Really want to stick on the, on the FISA dossier. And so now what we had, what we had was one guy, by the way. It was an allegation against one guy, Carter Page. A guy that the FBI knew didn't interface with Trump regularly. An advisor. Now, I've worked on campaigns. I spent a lot of time in the political sphere. Uh, before media, even now, during. I'll still consult with candidates on messaging and imaging and that kind of thing. If you know how campaigns work, and see, most of the public doesn't. I don't expect them to. People go about their everyday lives and they're, you know, engaged in there in finance and law and medicine and manufacturing and they're swinging hammers and they're cops and they're firefighters and they shouldn't be expected to understand the intricacies of campaign work. But in a campaign, there are many, many advisors. 
Rarely do those advisors get near the candidates. But typically what will happen is they'll interface with a campaign manager or a deputy campaign manager or the uh, campaign CEO or the campaign COO. Because remember, campaigns are simply nonprofit corporations, right? The entity that manages the campaign. Or there's a board. And on that board might be uh, somebody who's a major player in the energy space. And so a guy like Carter Page would interface with that person. That person with the campaign CEO or campaign manager, and then the campaign CEO or campaign manager with the candidate. And if the information was really good, they might tell that advisor, who's now three steps down the ladder where Carter Page was, all right, come in with me for a meeting with the candidate uh, next Thursday. You've got five minutes to brief him. And that's typically the extent of the interaction between a candidate like Trump, a high-profile guy like Trump, and a guy like Carter Page. Oop, dropped my pen. It's more like, hey, man, great information. Thanks for that. Real busy on the campaign trail, but really wanted to say great job. Have a good one. Anything I need to know? Yes, sir. You need to know one, two, and three. All right. Great job again. Boom, boom, boom. And they turn to the campaign manager. Hey, smart guy. Let's make sure he's got a job in the administration if we win. And that's the extent of it. There isn't enough interaction for a guy like Carter Page to have brought Russians in to influence the outcome of the election. There's There's not enough hours in the day on the campaign trail for president. There's simply not. <clears throat> now, we're talking to a couple of people talking about Fusion GPS. So here's how that all works. All right. So Hillary Clinton and team contracted Fusion GPS, a company run by Glenn Simpson, formerly of the Wall Street Journal and others. Fusion GPS contracted Christopher Steele. So they contracted Fusion GPS to do opposition research on the Trump campaign. Something campaigns do every day where it appears dubious on the part of the Hillary campaign is that instead of paying Fusion GPS directly, which would have necessitated disclosures to the Federal Election Commission, which are all public record, you're entitled to see every dime coming into and out of a campaign. All right? Instead of paying Fusion GPS in that legally transparent and compliant manner, it appears that what Hillary did, and it appears now conclusive, what Hillary's campaign did was put the money into their law firm, Perkins Coey. They paid them fees, and Perkins Coey paid Fusion GPS, or P- Perkins Coey contracted Fusion GPS and billed back the Clinton campaign. Now, the problem with that is you're only going to see payments to Perkins Coey, the law firm. You're not going to know that within those payments, an opposition research firm, Fusion GPS, was contracted because Perkins Coey is not obligated to disclose who they pay on behalf of the campaign, unless they're subpoenaed in a civil lawsuit or it comes out like this. It's it found out part and parcel to this major non-scandal. Non-scandal. John Zealand is saying two dead plus the shooter in Toronto now confirmed. And that's exactly why I like to wait to analyze these, these incidents because the information comes fast and furiously. And uh, I'd much rather give you accurate info than premature info, especially when it comes to victims. Okay, so now this former MI6 who has a history of working with the FBI with Fusion GPS. It appears Christopher Steele goes over to Russia. Some old sources he knew back in his intelligence days. He, con- he gets all this hearsay. Oh, you got these guys in the Trump campaign doing this. But Carter Page, again, like I said, he was a three-tier down advisor who, by the way, was doing nothing wrong. He attended a conference, probably spoke to some Russians. So what? He was in the energy business. We have trade with Russia, diplomatic relations with Russia. It's legal for an American energy executive to have meetings with Russia. Carter Page, by the way, was a military officer, an Annapolis graduate, Naval Academy graduate. He's laughing at all this. He is laughing at all this, and rightfully so. And so you've got all of this nonsense, this unverified dossier that's then brought to a court, a dossier, not compiled by the FBI, not by the DOJ or the DEA or the CIA or any other government agency, but by a private firm, a private firm paid for by the Clinton campaign with hidden payments. Comey and McCabe and Strzok and Sally Yates and Loretta Lynch and Rod Rosenstein and the whole host of actors bring this to a FISA court with their signatures all over it. And they say, 
we verified everything in here. It sure looks to us like Carter Page is a Russian agent. They signed off saying this is all verified, but it had never been. The FBI and DOJ never independently sent prosecutors and agents to speak to every one of Christopher Steele's sources and then backtrack their stories and investigate their stories. And that's what verification would have meant. And so when Comey and Yates and the others signed off on this application saying that the information had been vetted and verified, they committed perjury. Now, the information turned out to be false. But as I said a bit ago, even if it had turned out to be true, every word, they still would have committed perjury because the information was not vetted and verified. But they didn't care. And do you know why they didn't care? They didn't care because they truly, in their heart of hearts, believed that Hillary Clinton would be the next president of the United States. Now, I have the worst allergies. So if I sneeze, bearable, a lot of rain down here in South Florida, and something coming out in the trees is just killing my allergies. And sinuses were getting a little bit of buffering, but seems a lot better today. Now, a lot of you are making some comments, and we're going to go to all the comments, and you're asking if the FISA judges were in on it. Well, here's the problem. Oh, Chaz. No trust, Chaz. And by the way, thank you. $20 donation. That was awesome. Thank you very, very much. Much appreciated. Chaz asks, no, or says, no trust in Intel or Justice Departments in assertion that Russians hacked the DNC. Disappearance of service part of cover-up. Uh, of leak exposing corruption, Russia collusion investigation is designed as a distraction. Exactly. <clears throat> and an excellent comment, so let's go there. Somebody also asked, do I think the FISA judges are complicit? And Chaz, that was a very, very generous donation. Thank you very much for that. We, uh, we really appreciate that. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to say the FISA judges were complicit or guilty. Not ready to say that, and here's why. When you've got the director of the FBI Sally Yates at the time, the acting attorney general and other senior, I mean, major players in the FBI and DOJ in front of your bench saying, this is true, we vetted it, we verified it. You know, you're the judge. It's not your job to question them. Why would you? They presented you 412 pages of what they, on their reputation, under penalty of perjury, certified was accurate. That's overwhelming evidence for a warrant. You weren't told that 95% of it was based on an unverified dossier. You were told it was vetted and verified. So I can't blame the judges just yet, unless we find out the judges knew. Now, to Chaz's outstanding comment, no one has trust in the intelligence community or the Department of Justice right now, Chaz. In fact, Bob Goodlatte, House Judiciary Chairman, now wants to subpoena. He wants John Brennan to testify. And if Brennan doesn't come in voluntarily, he's going to subpoena him. And he should. And the, your comment about the servers, it is insane that the only company that was ever allowed to examine the DNC servers was CrowdStrike. That evidence is tainted. No one can conclusively say those ter- servers were hacked because law. And I'm going to wait a minute on the buffering. What I was saying was, uh, because we were buffering a little bit, uh, was that, uh, and I see, okay, my buffering just held us back a bit. But, uh, Chaz, to your point, that evidence is completely contaminated. Completely contaminated. Not only that, CrowdStrike was run by a guy who was an FBI contemporary of McCabe and Strzok, Comey and Mueller during the Uranium One deal. Yeah. And from Eric Schmidt, Alphabet, Google. Somebody who considered them, somebody who, who Hillary's campaign considered, staff. It's really, really bad. Now, King Blue says the FISA judge is as bent as Doris who jailed Tommy. No, I disagree. The one who jailed Tommy was impetuous and, and acted inappropriately, and, and I think uh, it was political persecution. These FISA judges were given 412 pages by the FBI and DOJ of very bad information, and I believe lied to. And we're going to find out more about that. <clears throat> but I, I think the real problem was a DOJ and FBI. Let me go back through some of your comments. Three, Paul Fitzpatrick says, 
Three fell in the forest of Kew Gardens, 1030 day before, almost killed somebody. <laughs> I don't understand the question. Hmm, interesting. Uh, okay, I don't know how you would protect yourself from a falling tree. Uh, it is not within my wheelhouse of expertise. All right, so, so I don't think it was the judges back at the five, at the fives of case. And Chaz, I, I agree with you. CrowdStrike <clears throat> holding those servers. They, well, the evidence so contaminated, no one could say they were hacked or it was just a phishing scam. The entire case was botched, but I do agree with you. I do agree with you that Russia collusion and the Mueller investigation were nothing more than a distraction to, uh, because they really thought Hillary was going to win. And when she didn't win and they knew Trump was going to get control of DOJ and FBI and the intelligence community, they had to do something. They had to do this Russia collusion nonsense to hope he would be so distracted and so discredited that when he exposed them, he wouldn't have Excuse me, he wouldn't have any time or credibility. Now, I uh, want to talk a little bit about Donald Trump's tweet toward Iran because it's important. Uh, he said, if you didn't see it, pretty incredible stuff. He said uh, that he wanted to essentially <laughs> blow Iran up. He said, where is it? To Iranian President Rouhani, and this is all in capitals, Never, ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences, the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. God, Robert Jackson, good morning, my friend. It is so refreshing to have a president who's not afraid, who tells the world's bad guys, tells the world's bad guys what they need to hear, which is slow your roll. And he puts the United States first. It was a great tweet. It was a great statement. And I wanted to touch on it. Now, Trump is also railing. Uh, Trump is also railing against um, the Russia collusion investigation. He's quoting Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch quite a bit. Uh, Tom is doing an excellent job. President wrote, quote, President Trump on Twitter, quote, it was classified to cover up misconduct by the FBI and the Justice Department and misleading the court by using this dossier in a dishonest way to gain a warrant to target the Trump team. This is a Clinton campaign document. He means the dossier. It was a fraud and a hoax designed to target Trump. So we now, the second tweet. So we now find out that it was indeed the unverified and fake dirty dossier that was paid for by crooked Hillary Clinton and the DNC that was knowing and falsely submitted to FISA, and which was responsible for starting the totally conflicted and discredited Mueller witch hunt. And the president's right. Mueller is now discredited. If Mueller were this man of integrity, claims to be, I'm a man of integrity, Mueller would shut himself down. Mueller would say, very uncomfortable. I found no evidence of Russia collusion. The most I've got are false statements. I've got Manafort on all financial crimes. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. It's a bit ridiculous. And I got a lot of comments from you guys on that. Uh, let's, uh, I want to know what you guys think of Trump's tweet on Iran, though. I'm going to read it again. To Iranian President Rouhani, and this is, the rest is all in caps, never, ever threaten the United States again, or you will, you will suffer consequences, the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious, exclamation point. Man, I love it. I love it. Uh, Glenn Hexett said Stroke's wife is, she's not the head of the SEC using her maiden name. She's a deputy director. She was promoted uh, back in 2014, a lot of bad information that she was promoted to run the SEC right around the time. It's not, it's not the case. She's one of a few deputy directors over there appointed during the Obama administration, but not in 2016. Fake news sucks as I hear Podesta has been given immunity. Tony Podesta, it's reported, is being offered limited use immunity. Uh, it's immunity unique to his testimony. Still looks really bad. Now, I'm going to go back through your comments now. So let's see. Oh, wow. Amsterdam, Netherlands. I want to go back and uh, take some of your comments. We took some really, really good ones. Let's see what else we got here. 
Uh, a lot of comments on Trump Russia. Not many on Iran. Surprise you guys. Jack Walsh asks, what's my opinion on the crowd prince of Saudi Arabia? I don't trust Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is one of the most aggressive state sponsors of terror. They don't have that much oil anymore either. So I'm not really, uh, I'm not really uh, too concerned about Saudi Arabia. And I don't like that we still swoon over them. Fake news, fake news sucks says Strzok basically said judge is in his pocket. Well, not really. He, he and Judge Contreras are good friends. Contreras eventually recused, rightfully so, rightfully, because of his prior relationship with Peter Strzok. And uh, I, I think Contreras needs to be looked at. He was the original judge in General Flynn case, recused. He was also, would be happy to hear that. Let's see. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, wow, we've got a lot, a lot of comments. Uh, Native Indian says, everyone loved President Trump in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s until he started to want to run for president. Look, if Donald Trump had run for president as an establishment guy, they'd have loved him even more. <clears throat> they'd have wanted his money. When he ran as an anti-establishment guy, they hated him because he put the fear of God into them. Uh, about Seth Rich, what do you think about him being a leak Disguised as a Russian hack. Okay, here's what I think. I think Seth Rich leaked to WikiLeaks. I do believe that Seth Rich was killed because of that. I don't believe it was super secret government agents. There's a lot of questions about the robbery. My gut, as a guy who investigated robberies and homicide, I think it might have been another staffer or somebody that found out he leaked. They went to scare him. Things got a little out of hand and he got shot. Professional assassins don't leave you laying on a busy street. They just don't. And a lot of people are embarrassing themselves with theories about the Seth Rich. And uh, to me, it looks like either, I don't know if it's a robbery gone bad. I do believe he was the leak. I do believe his death had something to do with that. But um, as you guys know, not as conspiratorial as everybody. Let's see. John Duncan says, for over a year and a half, the Democrats knew about this and lied to our faces. Schiff every day lied to our faces. Worse, with the case of Adam Schiff, a Democratic congressman from California, he leaked. It appears he leaked. Even Trey Gowdy called him out. He said, hey, I'll paraphrase Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy is right. MJM said, "Is this, I think you mean the Iran tweet. It's the best tweet Trump has put out there. Yeah, Kochman says, Tom Fitton is awesome. Don't need to do this. Tom is awesome. Love my president. Love my president. Let's see what else we got. Uh, whoop. Well, the, uh, the Abiy Mama says they killed him to get the drum, drum drive off of him. It was always on him. That's another conspiracy theory that is unproven. Unproven. Let's work with theories that, that have basis in investigative empirical fact, in anecdotal fact, in historical now a little a couple of problems but it's been pretty good for most of the show and it doesn't appear we're getting uh it's not too horrible not too horrible looks like what we're having now is spikes where the signal is in and out all right ali klein asks the best question do i think charges will be brought against some people at the fbi and doj you know it's let me answer it like this many charges should have already been brought I think it's becoming more difficult every day for charges not to be brought. There's just too much wrongdoing. Way too much wrongdoing. Yagyadali says, is Trump the ideal Christian? I don't care. We have separation of church and state in, in, in America. I want a good president. I want a good... MD says, morning, John. They're late. What a weekend. Yep, busy weekend. But back to the question, is Trump a good, the ideal Christian? Probably not, and I don't care. He's a great president. He's a great president. Uh, let's see. And again, uh, I'm not avoiding talking about the Danforth shooting in Toronto. <clears throat> I'm just, I want, I want to discuss it tomorrow when we have more details. When, when, a, when a clearer, more detailed fact pattern emerges in the case and we can analyze <clears throat> who, why, what, and everything. 
So why do you think the DNC all of a sudden needed to get new equipment for all their servers? What happened to the originals, Joe Amos? Well, well, I don't really know. I don't know. Let's see what else we've got here. Uh, we're, uh, Trump has the best policy for religious freedom, which benefits Christians. Well, right. Right. So that's what I'm saying, John. He doesn't need to be the ideal Christian. He needs to be a great president. And in terms of religious liberties and, and property rights and gun rights and First Amendment issues and putting America first and keeping the bad guys at bay, he's been a great president. So if he protects religious liberty, then I really don't care if he's a great Christian. I'm not, I'm not, uh, 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 I didn't elect Trump to be my priest. I elected Trump to be president of the United States. And, and that's an important distinction. Hold on, the comments are coming in fast and furiously. <laughs> you guys drove the Nazis out of Europe a while ago. When are you guys going to come over and kick some Muslim butt asking for a friend? Well, you know, Europe is going to have to do for Europe. They're going to have to do for Europe. Chuck McGill says, I wonder how long it will take to release the Muslim shooter's name. Yeah, I saw a very clear video, and the guy does appear to be darker skinned with a beard. In the Danforth shooting, he certainly does. Hangman John Ruth says Trump is the best president since Teddy Roosevelt. I love Teddy Roosevelt. I did. If you're ever in New York, on Long Island, New York, uh, in the North Shore, you check out Sagamore Hill, which was Teddy Roosevelt's home. It's owned by the National Park Service now. It's open for tours. Really cool. Really cool glimpse into his life. I used to go all the time when I still lived in New York. And if you're ever there, it's only about a 40-minute ride outside of New York City. If you're ever there, I highly recommend it called Sagamore Hill. You can do tours through it. Cool property, really cool place to just spend the day, even a couple of hours. Vice Warren had already been denied once. Yeah, they were looking at they were looking at uh they were looking at um Paul Manafort for years too, Department of Justice, and they, you know, walked that back. So I don't uh, you know, I'm not I don't have any faith anymore. And it pains me to say it <clears throat> as a law and order guy. But I no longer have faith in the Department of Justice or the FBI. I just don't. I think they failed us. I think they have failed us. And I think they've uh, really, they have a crisis of confidence, the least of which I've never seen. Where was that really good comment? John, Hangman John Ruth, read Bible at home, keep Constitution at the Oval Office. Exactly. Couldn't say it better myself. Nothing to add to that. John Wierschuk says, Trump, uh, is it Wierschuk? Trump is exposing the real truth, making him more popular. That's exactly right. That's what's happening. You know, I always say, Trump sounds like one of those guys, one of those politicians you see in a movie. You see in a movie, and he says all the things you wish a politician would say. And everybody cheers and loves him, and he crosses party lines, right? But you get him in the real world, you get Donald Trump, and everybody hates him and tries to take him down. Now, if Donald Trump were saying all these things, and they sounded well liberal, or he had a D behind his name, oh, the media would love him. The media would love him. Mark Furrier asks a great question. If Iran continues its position, how do you think Trump will respond? Well, I think what Trump will do is he will uh, attack Iranian military assets, probably hit Iranian naval ships. Iran is really complex. The simple reason that the Iranian people, especially those who are like... 60 down a millennial. Uh, they are pro-West. They remember days under the Shah. So the Iranian people would love nothing more than to be free. They would love nothing more than to be like the United States, prosperous and wealthy and buying luxury goods. The Iranian people are not the enemy. <clears throat> They're by and large secular. They don't want to live under this, this radical Sharia-like rule. And so... We've got to be careful with Iran. We've got to hit military targets, strategically hit their Quds Force, like guys like Soleimani, who run their Quds Force. Real bad guy. Real brutal guy. We've got, if we could whack a Soleimani and take out the Mullahs, we're doing okay. That's what should happen. That's what should happen. My, my allergies are getting me, guys. I'm sorry. There we go. It's just been brutal. Even more brutal when you've got to turn out a live show every day. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, good question, MD. Good question. Gonna deviate here a little bit. Where is that? You just asked me about Marco Rubio and Tim Scott 
knocking out a judge, knocking out a judge, Judge Bounds, a conservative that Trump appointed for a spot on the uber-liberal Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, Judge Bounds is a conservative. They went back to something he wrote in college. They went back to something he wrote in college where he basically said that campus groups shouldn't have race-based events, that it should end. What's wrong with that? Rubio and Tim Scott knocked him out. Now, MD is saying that it had something to do with uh, money bags. I don't know if you mean Soros, but uh, I don't know if that's the case. And I dropped water on myself, too. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but I do know that Marco has angered a lot of conservatives down here in Florida by doing that. Nobody understands it. Even his supporters don't understand why he keeps doing that. John Duncan says, Trump hates ground troops. I'm assuming we'll just sink their Navy. Yeah, John, you know, I'm uh, thinking we might hit them, their Navy as well. Because their patrol boats, their naval assets are what have harassed our people and our ships. That's what I'm thinking, is that that'll be the first action. He shows them that we'll take their naval boats out first. Or maybe we cripple the boats and we take their naval people hostage. And like they did ours. Or, you know, prisoner of war, bring them back to the U.S., embarrass Iran on the world stage, force them to, uh, force them to uh, beg for their people back. Let's see. Wow, got a lot of comments here, guys. Uh, let's see. Great mug, John, Micah says. Yeah, I love these mugs. I've got this one. I've got two big ones. I've got this one and I've got a Captain America. Uh, let me see some. You guys have a lot of comments. All right, let's go. When are the American people going to start going after all these traitors? Well, we've got to. And that was from Sean. Well, we are trying. We are trying. Uh, Chuck McGill in the Danforth shooting is saying a young child has been killed. I, that's why I want to report, but it's not official. I don't like uncontrolled. I hope America doesn't get tricked into another Middle East war, Yagya says. No, we're not going to get tricked into another Middle East We're not. We, that's not going to happen. I think we're going to be, uh, um, I, I think Trump is very uh, measured in what he does. Kevin Flowers says, there is no separation of church and state as most understand that as, uh, as a president, he should be a moral leader. And I think he's doing well for Trump. Look, I don't, uh, I want my president to be able to order special operations people in to kill the bad guys. Morality is not my uh, first uh, concern. And I love being with you guys, see? I fight through the allergies. for. Let's see. What do I think of Israel helping the white helmets? Uh, a quagmire, isn't it? The whole white helmets thing. Look, I'm not a fan of the UN. I am not uh, a fan of the UN. Let's see. No faith until what or who changes in DOJ or FBI from Gail Cochman. Yeah, Gail, you're right. I mean, I think it needs a thorough house cleaning. Trump needs to get rid of even his own appointees now. They served him very, very poorly. Uh, East Texas Treasurer says Trump needs to fire Sessions. Agreed, if he could find him. I think Sessions went into WITSEC, into the Witness Protection Program. Nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows where he is. All right, John Duncan. Watching Fox News on a different monitor now that all FISA warrants are out, all attitudes are different. All the Never Trumpers seem to have flipped. It's all toothy grins right now. Now, not all of them. Because if you watch MSNBC or CNN, they're saying, well... This disproves the Nunez memo. They did tell the court that Steele was paid opposition research. They really didn't. It was a very tepid statement. But believe me, the left is still trying to spin this. The left is still trying to spin this. Alex Freedom says, what did the FISA warrants show? It's not the warrants themselves, Alex. It was the uh, warrant applications. And the warrant applications show that the... uh, that the, that the FISA warrants were predicated mostly upon the debunked dossier. We covered it quite a bit. Um, Chuck McGill says, oh, I thought this was Rebel Media Canadian news. Well, yeah, Rebel has a Canadian entity, but the, my show tends to focus more on their, one of their American correspondents. I tend to focus more on the U.S. issues. I am going to do the Toronto shooting. We just don't have enough info on it right now. We just don't have enough info on it right now. And I don't like speculation in this. Let's see. Now, I can't read the name, but it says Israel stands at the forefront of the entire world in the face of terrorism. Trump surprised all the skeptics in Israel. He did what he promised. He's not afraid to stand up to the Iranian. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
I will say I disagree that Israel stands at the forefront of the entire world in the face of terrorism. I think the U.S. Are, really are the ones whose troops are standing at the forefront of the war on terror. We've lost more troops and 9-11. <laughs> so I think Israel's been a great partner, but I have to say I'm going to have to go with my team on that one, my friend. And, uh, but Israel is surrounded by terror states. So if, you, if that's the context, then I agree. Then I agree. Let's see. Uh, BBC calls Muslim terrorists Asian, right? So if you hear Asian, you know. Boris says, guys like you want to make me move to America. You guys rock. Not help, not perfect, but what'd you say? How bloody? Wait, hold on a second. I lost your. But how bloody is nowadays? My salute. Well, I salute you as well, Boris. The Iron Wolverine, good morning to you. Patty Cakes says, Trey Gowdy. Flips back and forth. John Duncan, yeah, the Never Trumpers on Fox look like morons, though. They look like morons. Look, Never Trump movement on the whole is a thoroughly debunked movement. They, uh, they really, really embarrassed them. Really embarrassed themselves, I think. Now, that's just my two cents. I, I think they have successfully made fools of themselves. Let me just check my phone, make sure my producers aren't trying to reach out to me. And I, uh, nope, all good. Want to make sure they're not seeing any problems on their end with the stream that I'm not. All right, let's see. Yeah, the left is saying that the FISA applications proved Schiff for Brains was right and Nunez should go to jail. It's just nuts. That's from MD. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing, MD. They're saying that, well, they told the court about it. It's the spin is hysterical. But look, histrionics typically happen when your house of cards starts collapsing. You've got nothing left. They really have nothing left. Nothing at all. Americans must not abandon their veterans. Soldiers must have, must have a future to hope for. Exactly. Look, we treat our veterans very, very poorly. The VA was a mess, hopefully. New VA secretary appointment. And interestingly enough, uh, when you talk to veterans, especially disabled veterans, and I've had this conversation with Representative Brian Mast down here with a buddy of mine who was a guilty sex guy. He was not disabled, but he still goes to the VA. They'll tell you. The doctors and nurses in the VA are great. They treat them really well. They love the doctors and nurses. It's the civilian support staff, those entrenched bureaucrats. Uh, Jack Zed Heroes says, have I seen the Andrew McCarthy analysis of the new FISA documents? Yes, I love Andy's work. I absolutely love Andy's work. And the most telling part to me is Andy basically said he was wrong. He said that all this couldn't happen. And it happened. Andy McCarthy is, McCarthy is one of the most honest actors out there. I think he's uh, an incredibly brilliant guy. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing, we're getting buffering issues. And again, it's really good on this end. And they all happened very late in the show. But I think Andrew McCarthy is one of the most honest guys out there. He's, he's a, a brilliant, brilliant guy. And Andy McCarthy is just blown away by all this. I actually spoke to... Um, couple of other former, one of my very close friends uh, was a federal prosecutor for many years. And then we worked together in the private sector. And he had applied for many FISA applications because of the types of crimes he was prosecuting and the investigations he worked on. And he told me he has never, never seen anything this bad. Literally his words. This was last night at about 10 p.m. Eastern that he had never seen anything this bad. John Zeeland says, the only people listening to the fake news spin are the idiots in the Beltway bubble. The masses have woke up thanks to the rebel. Well, thanks. Yeah, look, I always say it, right, John? You've got your D.C., uh, uh, New York, L.A., to an extent Miami, Chicago bubble, right? Those are other media markets. Yeah. And uh, Calvin Flowers says, John Cardillo for president 2024. Thanks for a great broadcast. Calvin, I appreciate the vote of confidence but I would never want that job. I love doing what I do. I love doing what I do. I'm going to stay right here. I like this chair better. I like being on air with you guys because we can talk about it anything. The president, oh, poor guy. Look, Trump puts out a tweet. The whole world wants him impeached. Well, the left wants him impeached. Let's see. A three-year-old victim of an acid attack in the UK. I've not seen that story. I've seen a couple of comments on it. I'm going to check into it after the show. <clears throat> Edward Chesborough says that these people, meaning the leftists and never Trumpers, is a good comment, wanted uh, Trump to call out the Russian president on the world stage, which would have been a stupid move by the United States. Absolutely right. 
absolutely right. You don't insult the guy in front of the world and escalate tensions. You do what, you, what Trump did, and then if you got to get tough, you got to get tough. Because what's being underreported is Trump said after and MD said when McCarthy made the comments, and you could see the anger. You could see uh, just how upset he was about what DOJ has done. And guys, I really don't know why we're getting these, uh, these problems, these buffering issues right now, because we have, and you see, they're very quick. They're very quick. It's, uh, our stream is, is really strong today. Uh, okay, Chaz asks another great question. Can Justice Department, Chaz, thanks again for that donation. Can the Justice Department investigate itself and write indictments against fellows? The Never Trump feelings are pervasive in D.C. 90.4% Hillary versus 4.1% Trump in D.C. All right, so a couple of great points in there. Can they? Yes. Will they? No. That's why I tell you guys every day, I despise the concept of a second special counsel. I don't like special counsels. But at this point, I think we need a second special counsel to investigate DOJ and the first special counsel. Lionel D. Grand Prix is saying we should have a photo in name of the Toronto terrorist. I agree. I agree. Zed Hero's asking me, do you think that the FISA judges are compromised? I'm not ready to go there yet because they had 412 pages from the FBI and DOJ and signatures from the director of the FBI and the acting attorney general, Sally Yates, and a lot of testimony. So I think the FBI and DOJ were compromised, but the judges had what they felt was overwhelming evidence in front of them. And until we see more that says the judges were uh, 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 compromised, I haven't seen that. Look, I'm angry, but I don't want to make accusations against people because when I, can, I put myself in the judge's shoes, and if I were on that bench, somebody presented me 412 pages of a FISA application, senior FBI people walked in front of me, swore you know, on the Bible for that the information they were giving me was factual. And I had signatures from the director of the FBI and the acting attorney general of the United States saying this had been vetted and verified. When those senior FBI people came in, I said, has this been vetted and verified? They said, yes, I'm going to sign that warrant. I'm going to sign that warrant. But all those people committed perjury. But I can't blame the judges. I mean, the judges had overwhelming evidence that the information was good. Is there being the peers lied to by the FBI and DOJ? Terrible. Patty Cake says, What do I think about Trey Gowdy? He flips. I think he's all bark and no bite. He's great for sound bites. He'll never do uh, anything. He'll never do anything. He doesn't want an actual result. He just wants to grandstand. See what else we got. And let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Pat Legs says she had a radio show. Cool. I'd love to do in radio. And liberal media is scared to be called racist. True, true, true. Well, they're scared to be called racist. They're also complicit. Um, Paul Fitzpatrick says, watch the one shooting video. I saw the very clear video. The guy does look to me like he's dark skinned with a beard, indicating a Muslim, indicating terrorism. Uh, the fact that no information's come out seems to support that theory. Uh, but like I said, let's report it once we know. Uh, RT just published the White House opened a TV channel in Iran encouraging the Iranian people. Good. The Iranian people are pro-West. They're our allies. We need to be doing that with the people of Iran. Lionel D. Grand Prix says, I don't care what color he is or where he's from. Terror is terror. I agree, Lionel. I agree. I agree. That is a great, great comment. Uh, let's see. Lisa Page is an FBI lawyer, not an agent. I never said Lisa Page was an FBI. She's also no longer an FBI lawyer. She quit. She resigned. Uh, I've never reported that Lisa Page was, a lawyer. I was an agent for the FBI. I've always reported a lawyer for the FBI. Then Hero says, when Gowdy is on, he's very good. When he's not, he is meh. Well, when he's on. But what does on mean? Down bites to the cameras is one thing when he's, he's the chairman of a committee. He needs to push the speaker to start uh, uh, generating letters requesting criminal prosecution. And let's see what else. Still want to know what the Democrats read out emails concerning Jason Chavez and other Republicans. Well, they're never going to look into the Democrats. Uh, they are never going to look into the Democrats because it's not what they do. It's not what they do. 
Glenn Hexett says, how to help Lisa Page become an FBI agent. She was never an agent. She's simply a lawyer for the FBI, a very high-ranking lawyer. She didn't go through Quantico. She didn't carry a badge, carry a gun. She wasn't sworn. She wasn't law enforcement. She was an attorney for the Bureau. Let's see. A lot of calls for the police to release the name of the Toronto shooter. I agree. Ah, I see. So you guys were responding to the uh, comment that she was a lawyer. It was an agent, not a lawyer. Not, you weren't pointing that to me. Uh, let's see. Gail asks where the Democrats got those emails on Chavez and others. Great question. Great question, isn't it? Yeah, great question. You know, it's uh, going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days. It's going to be... Uh, Morgana Dundee says she used to go out on the Danforth regularly when she lived in Toronto. Now she has to move to a safer city? No. Bad things happen all over the world. Tor- Toronto's a major city. I love Toronto, by the way. One of my favorite cities. I love Chicago. I don't get hung up in who runs the city. Great people, great places to visit. Toronto has some amazing restaurants, great vibe. I love going to Toronto. Always really enjoy it. Joe Moss, Strzok might be CIA. Now, Strzok isn't CIA. He's uh, FBI. He's just a compromised guy who got a little big for himself. Uh, Chaz makes a comment that I seem to want to do anything. And somehow we got, um, our stream got disconnected and reconnected. Don't know why. Oh, MD's asking, have we heard anything more on the Scott Israel front? Sheriff in Broward County also that I see real clear investigations on Runsey and the Broward School Board. RE federal program to stop arrests in school. Yeah, I've reported on that extensively. Uh, waiting, still waiting for this FDLE report, but what I'm hearing down here is that Israel will be removed. Uh, again, others have reported that as fact and gave timelines. I have not. I have not because I talk to people in the know and they're not giving me timelines, so take other timelines with a grain of salt. Uh, Runcy has a lot of problems. A lot of problems. <clears throat> and uh, I think uh, there's a big movement now. Hunter, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew Pollack the dad of Meadow Pollock, who was killed in the school, is working overtime to remove Runcy from office. But uh, Democrats down here seem to like Runcy because he's an Obama guy. And it, it's, it's really tragic. I'm going to bring you more on that as information surfaces on it. I'm sure we're going to be talking more about the FISA warrant tomorrow. I'm going to give you a more analysis on this Toronto shooting on Danforth. We're going to be talking about that as well when we get some more information. But more, uh, Glenn Hexek says, do I think Joe Biden will run for office? Yeah, I think he'll, uh, he'll um, probably throw his hat in the ring. I don't know if he'll get the nomination. As always, it's been amazing hanging out with you guys for the hour. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 7.30 Eastern. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. And Chaz, thanks again for that very generous donation. Much appreciated.